0: this time on the fountains fellowship fort worth podcast pastor samuel continues our marriage focus series titled from this day forward this time with a concentration on conflict in his message he notes that all couples be they healthy or unhealthy fight at one point or another With this in mind, Pastor Samuel lays out some advice as to the best way to handle these confrontations, fight fair. Here's Pastor Samuel. And today, we're going to be talking about how to fight fair. Is that okay? How to fight fair. And I want to recap the the last week and then we'll, we'll talk briefly about the upcoming weeks because I don't want you to miss... I don't want you to miss a sermon in these five weeks, because I'll tell you, we all need it. And if you're in here today thinking, well, I'm not married, or maybe uh, I've been married and no longer married. Listen, this is for all of us in this room today, because I will tell you, we've got to know how to treat each other. We have to know how to love each other and fight fair in every relationship that Jesus gives us in our lives. And so if you're not married and you're looking to be married, this is a great opportunity for you to grow and be the husband or the wife that you need to be when God brings that that person to you. Amen? So last week, we talked about seeking God, and we made a dedication and a commitment to the Lord that we would seek God in our marriages, that we would pray together every day, and and based on that foundation, based on that understanding, we would have an amazing success rate as a married couple in the world around us. And we talked about last week how that if we live our lives and and we act and respond uh, like the world responds in marriages, that we have the 50% chance of failure. We found out last week that those families and and couples that pray together, they stay together. And there was a 99% success rate if you and I would do it God's way versus the way everybody else seems to do it. And friends, I'll tell you, God has a better way for us. Amen? This is why we're here, to learn and to grow. Let me give a quick summation of the the five weeks. The first one, we talked about seeking God. Today, we're going to talk about fighting fair. Next week, we're going to talk about having fun. And can marriage be fun? Come on, married people. Uh, That was so nice. For all you single people, I am sorry. Marriage can be really fun. And next week, And there we go. Oh, my goodness. I had to pull it out of you. What is up? So next week, we're going to talk about having fun. We're going to talk about intimacy. And it's okay to be intimate with your spouse. Praise Jesus. Anybody? There. Thank you. Wow, that was good. And so we're going to have a great time next week. Don't miss it. We're going to be be talking about having fun. we're going to follow it up on week four, which is the week after Thanksgiving, about staying pure. Purity in marriage is vital for success, and so make sure you invite your friends, families, other couples. We're going to be doing this, and it's going to be great. Last is never give up, and friends, I think that is so vital uh, to the to the health of a relationship when you can say to your spouse, "I will never give up on this relationship." So let's let's pray this let's pray this morning as we get started, and uh, just give this to the Lord. As he speaks to us today, Father, we love you. We praise you. God, we are so excited, Lord, that you have come to meet us today. We are so thankful that we rely on every word spoken in the word of God. Lord, we rely on you to guide us and direct us and illuminate our lives. I pray that each and every one of us, Lord, as we leave today, God, that our marriages would be stronger. That our understanding would be stronger so that we can make great decisions in our marriages and in our soon-to-be marriages, if we are single, God, we love you. Father, we give you this today in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen and Amen. I've got two scriptures for you that are bonus scriptures. Now, if you don't know how we do it here at the Fountains Fellowship, we have a, a guide here that has a lot of blanks in it. And I'm not sure where I just put it. There it is. Uh, it's it's our guide here that has blanks. Everyone got one when you walked in? I would encourage you because we're going to do a lot of instructing today and you're going to need to pull this out over the next couple of weeks and remember what was said this morning because I don't believe you can get everything that you need uh, just by one one application. I think you need to work on it, practice it, right? And, And grow in the direction of a healthy marriage. And so I want you to stay with us today, make sure you fill this out, you got a pen right in front of you, if you miss a blank, ask your neighbor. Uh, if I forgot to go over it, ask me after church, because I am ADD, HDD, man, all over the place. So make sure you get that. Alright, i got two verses for you, bonus verses that are not in here, the first one says this, and if you're a man in here, come on, just tell me you're a man. Like, say amen, say something, grunt, do something. This verse is for you, men, when we're talking about fighting fair. Proverbs 27, 15 says, A quarrelsome wife is like the dripping of a leaky roof in a rainstorm. Amen. Guys, you're not supposed to amen that. Because I forgot to lay down the rules this morning. You can't look at your spouse wrong. You can't nudge her. You, women, you can't smack him, you can't go to him and say, I told you you should have done this for me. Like, you can't do that. The rules are you look straight ahead, keep your hands in the vehicle at all times, don't touch anybody, don't look at anybody wrong, okay? We're trying to build marriages here, right? Alright, praise the Lord. Now, for all you ladies who are left out, let me tell you this verse here. Throw that up there now. This is uh, 3 Samuel 4, 2. It says, it is better to have severe hemorrhoids than a husband who is a tool. Now, that is not in the Bible. There are only two books of Samuel, but I made a third one. Don't ever go by that though, please. I just want to talk today about the issue of fighting fair. And, and I believe that God has a better way and a better plan to fight fair. Do you believe that? So we're gonna be talking about that. I wanted to say, you know, I am, I am, this this sermon spoke to me deeply. Because I am a tool when it comes to <laughs> saying the wrong things at the wrong time. Like when I when I got married to my wife, one morning she was up and up early and making breakfast for the kids. And so she decided to make scrambled eggs, okay? And as you know, I, I lived at home until I got married. So everything I know is the way my mom did it. And we know that, that the way our wives do it is maybe different than the way our mothers do it, right? Yeah. So she was making eggs, and she put oil in the eggs, right? And so the eggs, instead of them being fluffy and milky, and and what I'm used to, they were oily. And while I appreciate the effort, I made a comment, right? Like a tool would normally make, right? That says, hey, uh." about the oil like they look flat, they just don't look very appetizing Uh, can you make me some different eggs and I will tell you friends if I didn't know Jesus on that day I really needed to know him because I thought I was going to (laughs) die with that spatula coming flying at me. Like how in the world? I'm up here working my tail off to make breakfast for the family, and you're telling me how bad my eggs are. And I'll tell you, in that moment, I realized what I was up against. Man, I need to learn how to fight right. Right. I need to learn how to say the words that bring life to people and, 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 and make good decisions, because we've got to watch what we say. And today, I'm going to help you with that. We're going to talk about some things in fighting right versus fighting wrong, because I believe that, that all the reality is, is that all couples will fight. They will all have disagreements. And, and I just want to encourage you. If you think you, you're never going to fight, stop it. There's going to always be disagreements and things in marriage. And and, and what I want you to understand is healthy couples, they actually fight fair. And they, they, they fight for a resolution. They fight for something that says, let's agree on something and move forward in the right way. But unhealthy families and unhealthy couples, they fight dirty. They fight below the belt. They're throwing things across the room, jabs, undercuts, accusation, all in an effort for victory. See, the difference is, friends, is that healthy couples always fight for resolution so that we can resolve the issue at hand and move forward lovingly with with good intentions and a good heart. But unhealthy couples always fight to be right. Always fight for victory. And today we're going to learn about what this means and how this works. There's a gentleman named Dr. John Gottman, and he was a marriage specialist. And he would study couples, and he studied them for over 16 years. And he could walk into a couple's um, counseling session and watch them fight for five minutes and, and he could tell whether they were headed or whether they were going to get a divorce or not within five minutes. And he had a 91% accuracy rate on that, uh, on that prognosis of what is going on in the marriage. And I will tell you that, that he says that all couples are going to fight. And, and, and what you have to do is realize that if you seek God and you understand how to fight, you'll fight fair, you'll fight right, and it will produce good things in your marriage. And that's the goal here, friends, today. And I would say those of you that are not married, there are relationships that you are in right now. And you need what the Lord is about to impart into you in order to successfully fight right. Everybody say fight right. Now, the couple for today, uh, excuse me, the verse for today, that was a Korean slip. Uh, the verse for today is James 1 19 to 20 because really the important thing is God has a rule for fighting fair. And this is what we want to learn today in this scripture. It says here in James 1 19, everyone should be quick to do what? Listen. Everybody say, listen. listen. And slow to speak, right? And slow to become angry. For a man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. And what we're going to do is break this down today and say, God, how do you want us to fight? Because we're all going to fight. We have to fight right. We have to fight fairly. And so the first thing here is we must stop to listen carefully. This is what Jesus is telling us here that's very vital to the health of our relationships. That you and I would stop to listen carefully. Now, too often, we are very quick to speak when we're dealing with a fight in our relationships. We are the first people in our own brains, in our own minds, that want to immediately re- you know, respond back with harsh words and immediately speak what is on our minds. And I feel like for me, and I know that for you, it's very hard to actually stop to just listen to what the other person is saying. And really understand it, before then responding. Because I find that I am so fast to say whatever I can get out of my mouth, to try to respond, to try to say things, and I'm so quick to speak. And because I'm challenged in my brain and in my mind, I have to realize to stop and take a moment just to really focus on what my wife is saying to me. Now let me read this scripture to you in Proverbs 18 18, verse 2. Two, it says, a fool finds no pleasure in understanding, but delights in airing his own opinion. Do <clears throat> you know anybody like that? Don't point. Don't nudge. <laughs> Do we know anybody like that? Have we ever been like that? We don't really care what we're fighting about. We just want to fight And we just want to say whatever it is on our mind, and we don't care to understand. We just want to tell everybody what our opinion is. And it says here that a fool says, hey, I don't care what you're saying, but I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking. And that's what we often do in fights, don't we? We often begin, we start with a little small argument, and it blows up into this 30-minute fight that, that we don't even remember by the time it's over what we were fighting about. And I know I'm not the only one that's been there, done that. So the scripture says we're foolish when we do that and we are not fighting fair. Now what I find that helps with this is in an argument, we should repeat back to our spouse what our spouse just said. Alright, so there's an understanding that you're going to listen from now on to what they're saying and then you're going to repeat back so so that you can clarify what it is they're trying to say to you. Now, the, 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 the thing that you repeat back is not, um, okay, so um, if I do that again, you are going to run me over with the car. It's not like that, It's because that's kind of more inflammatory, right? Um, you, you don't want to really go that route. What you want to say is, I understand that what you're telling me is, when I do this, it really hurts your feelings. Something that is actually carrying men, right? It's funny, when, when, when women marry men in that, they think that they're just these sensitive You know, these gentle uh, uh, men, but guys are guys, right? They kind of do things that men do. And and sometimes, ladies, I want to remind you that when I'm counseling people, like a man will do a man thing, and it's like, why would he do that? Because he's a man. Right? We're like, we're wired completely different. I don't have time to get into that right now, but but, but the point is, men, you got to start thinking a little bit more, and you got to listen, and then repeat it. For ladies, I'd say the same thing. Because sometimes your mouths don't stop. Oh. Come on now. Amen. I will meet with two people, right? Husband and a wife, and the woman will talk all the time, right? Amen. The woman won't, just won't stop. And I'm like, stop! Please! speaking the truth come on somebody Amen. we're gonna have to really pray at the end of this right to God please help us all right so we're gonna we're gonna be quick to listen listen and we're gonna respond in a loving way that reminds them of what they just said so that we can stay focused on the issue at hand and what that will do is it will have more of an understanding, it will stay on topic, and hopefully in an effort to bring about resolution. Remember, it's not about winning the argument, it's about finding a resolution. Everyone say, okay. Amen. Now, number two, we need the, the Bible says here that everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak. And it says here in Proverbs 21, 23, watch your tongue, okay, and keep your trap shut. Keep your big mouth shut And you will stay out of trouble How many of us have mouths That get us in trouble okay. I mean come on friends. This is what we're talking about Trying to slow down and listen Fight fair But then also sometimes we just need to shut our mouths Is that okay to say that in church Like that's the word of God I didn't make this up This wasn't my idea I like to fight right No, I don't like to fight. I like to make up, though. I'm not kidding. (laughs) I'll tell you that all the time, friends. I mean, there's a little fight. We're going to fight, it's going to happen. But the making up is what I really enjoy. Amen? Okay, so we got to guard our mouths faithfully. Watch our mouth and keep our mouth shut. Two questions I want to ask you before you speak to your spouse the next time you come into this fighting situation the first thing is should it be said should it actually be said when your wife comes up and says how do i look in this outfit (laughs) jet do you need me like sometimes i just I, i don't know what to say but you're the most beautiful thing in the world nothing you wear looks horrible on you everything Looks beautiful on you, right? But sometimes, I, you know, when, when things happen, you know, uh, why in the world, before we go to bed, do the dishes have to be done? Like, really? I'm tired. We've worked all day. Why can I not get in bed unless the dishes are out of the sink and in the dishwasher? And sometimes I want to scream from the rooftops and get on Facebook and tell everybody how angry I am towards life and the dishes and all of these things. And and, and then when my wife says at 9 o'clock that she's off the clock, that really means that she's off the clock and will not get out of bed for anything because Friends is about to start. And if you don't know, there's like four episodes of Friends every night and she's got to watch them all for two hours. While I, while I put the kids so bad and love on them and sing songs and tell jokes and talk about Jesus and I'm working my tail off all while she's watching Friends, the worst show known to man. Now, actually, it's pretty funny. I actually, after watching it for the last 17 years, uh, I pretty much know it all, right? I know every line of friends. Listen, the question is, should it be said, number two, should it be said now? Is it the right time to say it, friends? And I believe as you and I become wise in in, in fighting and working towards a resolution, there are lots of times when we just don't need to say it at that moment. You know, I want to encourage you friends today that, that in the middle of the fight is never a good time to bring up all the things that you have been thinking or maybe ways to hurt your spouse or, or inflammatory remarks. Yeah. It's very important that you and I understand there's a better way to deal with all of those things. And, and, and I want to tell you, it's all in an effort to bring about resolution. And, and so what I would say to you in that is some things are better to discuss in non-conflict times. Yes. You know, after you put the kids to bed, after, after you, you have a moment together with your spouse, I think it's important that you do what we call a marital checkup, where you talk to your wife, wives, you talk to your husband about the things, the, the ways uh, that, that things make you feel, the different things that are happening in your marriage, and really communicate in a loving way. And you can begin to talk through some of these things in order to really add momentum into your marriage and add momentum, positive momentum in your life. I would encourage you. There's a question here. Ask this question of your spouse. What are the three things that I do that bless you? What are the three things I do? Now, remember, this is a non-conflict time because <laughs> if you ask this question during the heat of the battle, you will not get a good answer. <laughs> right? This is, this is why it's got to be in, in a healthy, loving, hey, let's just, Talk about this. What what is it, wife Nicole? What is it that I do that blesses you? And I know things that bless her. If I go and put the kids down and love on them, and, and, and if I put the dishes away, and if I turn off her, her, her light in the closet that she leaves on just for me. Every night. Every night. And and I'll tell you there, there are things that, that we can talk about, and that helps me, friends. And as a guy, I, I'm I'm not smarter. I'm not the sharpest crayon in the box, right? And so I forget. So when I talk to my wife and she begins to tell me what makes her happy, I really want to make her happy, friends. I really do. And the next question here is, what is three ways I can be a blessing to you? Like, What what are the three ways, what are three things that I can do that maybe I've not done to really help you? And I will tell you what that will create in your marriage is this positive momentum. And isn't that what we want? We talked about in the last series how you are sowing your life in a direction. You are sowing in that direction. And so every step, every decision that you make can either lead to a positive destination or a negative destination. And I want to encourage you, we got to begin to grow, right? Begin to learn these awesome ways in in the, the calm times to create that positive momentum. Amen? So, let me give you some rules for a moment that you should agree to in your relationship. All right, This is going to help some of you that constantly go this route. And I'm the same way. I'm guilty of a lot of these things. But the Lord is teaching all of us today. The first thing, the first rule that I think you and your spouse should agree to is to, number one, never call names. Never call names. Unless it's like a, a loving name like Sugar Book. Right, that's always the best go-to option. It just makes you want to wrap your arms around your spouse, doesn't it? So if you say names like that, that's great. But if you're calling, um, um, if you're calling your wife a name that's not nice, that's that's you can't that that's fighting not right, right? That that's that's not fighting fair. You can't call your spouse a name or liken them to somebody else that you know, or anything like that, because all that will do is inflame the fight, and you're never going to get to that resolution. You're only going to just pour gasoline on that fire, and it's going to be even more difficult. Number two, never raise your voice. (laughs) I don't even know how to not raise my voice. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm thinking to myself, yeah, right. But I want to encourage you, if you can maintain some control, and this is what I, I think is one of the key elements of a Christian or a Christ follower, is that they live with self-control. It's actually the fruit of the Spirit. The, the byproduct of us loving God is that we will live a self-controlled life, and we will be able to go to our wives in the heat of battle, or our husbands in the heat of battle, and say, I'm not going to raise my voice. We're going to talk like loving people trying to get through this in the right way. Number three, never get historical. It's historical. All right? Back in 1992, I remember the way you looked at her, and I can't, brother, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, and, and, and we, we do this. We, we automatically go back to, to that time 40 years ago when this thing happened, and it doesn't help the situation. Do you understand? Amen. Don't bring up the past. You'll be throwing rocks of the past at your spouse, and it will not work. That never says I love you. (laughs) It never helps. It's it's never like, bring it in. Remember what you did to me. (laughs) No. You want to run. Slam the door. Whatever. Number four, never say never or always. Friends, can I be honest? This is my worst go-to that I go to all the time. You always do that. I, you, you know, every time this happens, this is what you do. And I end up just messing up the relationship oh, because I use these absolutes that, that, that you never do this or you always do this. You just can't say never or always. Amen. There's no help in that. Number five, never threaten divorce. Never threaten divorce. Don't do it. It's a low blow and it's completely uncalled yes. It's never right to give up. It's never right to threaten that. And I find when people are fighting unfair, you started out with the oily eggs and you end up into I don't love you anymore, I don't like you, I never should have married you, and I'm done with this relationship. See friends, this is what can happen in a moment. I'm trying to help you understand in the last thing here is never quote your pastor during a fight <laughs> never don't you say Pastor Sam told me you know, that, that you should never do this and now you're fighting because of me you do that and you're just wrong Amen. don't do that I mean I've had people come to listen to the sermon and they take it with them like ammo I'm going to blow my wife away with the Bible stop all that that's not nice. Don't ever say my name outside of this house. I'm not kidding. All right. Let me give you four signs that you're not fighting fair. Can I do that? Four signs. Because I think it's important, friends, that now that I've given you some things that you can take with you and agree with your spouse uh, or agree in relationships to other people, I want to give you four signs that you aren't fighting fair. Can I do that? Now, if you seek God and fight fair, the presence of God can bring healing and any relationship. However, there are four progressive warning signs that you may need to get help. Number one, better write this down, somebody. Number one, criticizing versus complaining. What's the difference? Complaining is that you told me you were going to do this and you didn't do it. And I wish you would have done it. It's this understanding that I'm kind of complaining to you that this was not done the way it was, that you said you were going to do it. And I'm coming to you to try to find a resolution. Criticizing is when you say you never do what you said you were going to do. And you continually criticize. It's a spirit of criticism. And that will find its way in your marriage in every situation and in every um, um, every. Thing that comes your way, you can find this critical spirit about everything your spouse does. And all of a sudden, you find yourself constantly criticizing every move, every decision, everything from the morning you wake up to the, to the time that you go to bed. And, and, and it's, a, it's a sure warning that you need to get help. And I want us to move from criticizing to, it, to an attitude of, hey, let me tell you how this is making me feel, but let's find a resolve in here. Number two, criticizing moves into something called contempt, eye rolling, sarcasm, disgust, mocking. You end up saying, I don't even like the person that I'm with. See, all of a sudden, relationships, friends, start with one little fight and end up going to this place that you never thought it would go, where you are, you are, you have this attitude in heart that you don't like this person anymore. And so we move. From criticizing to contempt. And number three, we move to defensiveness. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like, this is all your fault. Everything that we've done here is your fault. You're wrong. It's not about me. This is your problem. We counsel some couples, and one, couple doesn't even, one, one person of that couple doesn't even come in. Because their attitude is like, hey, you need to deal with this person because it's all their fault. And we immediately have to come and say, no, 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 friends. We want both of you in here because it takes two people. Two people. Everybody has a part in this. And what I find is that when people get to that place of defensiveness, there there are real issues that need to be resolved. And it moves from defensiveness into stonewalling, which is the last area that, that, that I would say you need real help. Stonewalling says I'm done. And I'm done with this marriage. I'm done with this relationship. And all of a sudden, you shut, you shut down. And there's no hope in that, in that realm there because you have reached the, the, the point to where there's no turning back. And what I find is if there's one person that's willing to work on it and the other person's not, it's, it's never going to work out. Because you you have to understand, God wants to help you realize you have to take responsibility for your relationship and the way that you fight and fight fair. Now, let me tell you all of this, friends. As I I finish this section here, I want to tell you because Jesus is bigger than all of your problems. This is why we're here. Because Jesus provides a better way and an understanding for you and I in order to fight fair. So even though there are relationships, and and you might be in one of these areas today as you come here this morning. But this is the great thing about the whole series. It's called From This Day Forward. Which means from this day forward, friends, we're going to begin to fight fair. And we're going to fight for a resolution. We're not going to fight to win because that doesn't work. We're not going to fight because it's, it's, it's all about trying to tell our spouse how wrong they are. We're going to fight right for a resolution. And the last thing Jesus tells us here is that you and I must handle our anger righteously. And I want to encourage you. The Bible says everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. See, what I want you to understand is that being angry, friends, it's, it's okay to be angry with something that's happening. It's okay. But what I want to tell you that what happens in this anger is if you are angry, do not sin, the Bible tells you. And this is what it says here in Ephesians 4.26. In your, in your anger, do not sin. The Bible even says don't let the sun go down on you while you are still angry. It's not about being angry, friends. It's about what you do with your anger. See, this is the goal of fighting fair. Because we're all going to be angry from time to time. But it's really, what do we do when we're angry? Do we hurt people? Do we hurt our spouse? Do we scare our children? Do we lash out and become out of control because we're raging inside? Yes, Friends, Jesus has a better way. And Jesus can bring that life into us if we would realize that anger is not a horrible thing as long as we control it in a constructive way that brings about resolution. And I want to encourage you in this, friends, because, because if we understand how to deal with these when things come up, we're going to make a much better decision. And what I find uh, is that Jesus tells us in the Word that do not let the sun go down while you were still angry. And and Nicole and I have made a dedication to each other that we would not go to sleep until we dealt with the anger, until we dealt with the issue, because this is what the Bible tells us to do. Now, I will tell you, there have been like three or four days where I did not sleep. Yeah, yeah, because... Because there are times, and let's just be honest, there are times that we're upset. And there are things that happen. And you know, there, I find there are two, two types of people at night when, when things happen. When there's a fight, when there's uh, uncomfort, and there are difficult things. You always have a silent one, and you have a huffer, right? In a relationship, you have a silent one. Like, my wife is really good at rolling over about six times, because we have a king-size bed. And she will sit there still and not move and face the opposite direction, right? And she'll just pretend like she's not even there. And I, because I'm emotional and feminine in that way, right? Right? I like to cry. Mm, not really. I'm a huffer right so what I'll do is I'll be angry and I'll throw the bed sheets and I'll, I'll kick the, the, the bed post I'll get up and go to the bathroom and slam the toilet down and turn on all the lights and I'm angry because I'm the huffer and I'm making noise because she's not responding and she's quiet and she's acting like she's dead and just now I'm more and more upset because she's not talking to me and because I'm sensitive I need people to talk to me I can't call it because everybody's asleep and I'm banging stuff and I'm throwing stuff and I'll even kind of kick her a little no she has kind got of does do that because I know she would rise up like a roaring lion praise God and that would end that whole thing but I'll tell you there are two different types of people friends I mean, how many huffers do we have in here who just cannot stand when there is a fight? I see that hand, thank you. How many of you are the the silent type where you just kind of roll over and just forget that anything happened and try to fight through? Anybody in here like that? I see a few of you, thank you for that. You guys are so honest. Now let me tell you why this is important in closing here. Because the Bible says that you and I should not go to bed with unresolved issues. Because when we do, we give the devil a foothold into our marriage yes. and into our lives. Yes. And what I have found before we started the church, Nicole and I went to um, an organization that helped us start the church and they assessed our marriage and our relationship. And, and, and one of those things was that, that, that the enemy will come in and strike the marriage of, of the people starting the church from the very beginning. Because if they can separate the two people, if he can separate the two people, he'll separate everything. And and I want want to encourage you that we cannot let the devil have a foothold in our marriage. Because what happens is, at night, we're upset, we're hurt. In the morning, that doesn't go away. In fact, that continually compounds on itself and creates more and more issues. And you know when you're hurt in a specific area in your life, everything hurts. Relationships hurt. You begin to lash out at people that weren't even in the argument because you're hurt. We always say that hurting people hurt people. This is why Jesus has told us, don't let the enemy get a foothold in that marriage. Don't let him, because it'll grow into bitterness. It'll grow into anger that, 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 that you cannot deal with correctly. You'll begin to fight unfair. You'll begin to say things that wound and hurt people. And I'll tell you, Jesus it can, can come if we would allow Him to fight fair and fight right, if we would understand how to do this, that we would be successful. Friends, like I said last week, we got to get up and make our bed every day. Right? we got to get up and make our bed and realize that this is a new day that God has made, and we will rejoice, and we will be glad in it. And friends, yesterday, you might have had some real difficulties. And let me tell you, I, I know that I'm talking about a lot of kind of, uh, you know, just fighting, but I realize that there are relationships where there is some real brokenness and there are some real problems happening. There are addictions that are going on in your marriage. There is infidelity. There are things that are really driving a wedge between you and your spouse. And I'm here to tell you, Jesus is the answer to bring life and healing to your marriage. So I'm not up here pretending like everything's just kind of fun and and all this. What I am telling you is, is all of us must understand the better way. The better way is to really fight fair because we need to fight for restoration. We need to fight for each other. There are a lot of things that we can be busy fighting about, but the most important thing that we have on earth is our relationship to our spouse. That's our first priority on earth. That is my first ministry is to my wife and her to me. And we have to fight for restoration. I think we as a church must get get busy fighting the good fight. The right fight. Because there are a lot of us in here that have some brokenness happen. That have hurt that we must deal with. And I don't want you to fight unfairly. I don't want you to bring up the past. I want you to realize that with Christ all things are possible. Yes. Today, with Christ, any marriage can be healed. Yes. Did you know that? Yes. With Christ, your marriage can be healed today and will be healed today as you submit to God's way and not your way. Amen. That's, that's Friends, that's really the bottom line. Romans 12.21 says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with what? With good overcome evil with good. You know, it's the goodness of God that brings people to repentance. What I always tell couples is today, you need to go home and be a good spouse. You need to go home and do the dishes, right? You need to go home and and, and not talk about the issues in a negative way, but come home and just serve your spouse. Some of you that aren't married, you need to go home and serve your boss instead of being critical Right? Friends, I'll tell you, if you're not married, that's fine. Because there are relationships right now where you need to begin to fight fair. Because you've been fighting unfairly. And the great thing is, is Jesus will help us if we will do that. You and I need to confront to heal. Right? Never to win. We need to apologize to heal. Never to win. And we need to forgive to heal the marriage. And never to win. I want you to bow your heads with me this morning i want to pray for you today because i believe god has asked us and given us the option the ability today to start in that direction I'm not saying your marriage is going to be perfect after this sermon what i'm saying is if you hear the word of god and you apply it to your life it will equal transformation and this is the goal friends Information is fine, but it will never equal transformation if you don't apply it to your life. The key ingredient to information is application. You must apply it. When I asked you last week to pray together, you've got to pray together every day. If you pray together, you'll stay together. And number two, you've got to fight fair. And I've given you a wealth of information today that you must apply to your life today. And this is what I'm going to pray for you about. In the first prayer, I'm going to say two prayers. The first prayer are for those of you that have been far away from Jesus. That you maybe once knew Jesus, but you have decided to do it your own way. And today, you would say to God, Lord, God, I I come back to you. Because I've been messing up things in my life, and I need to do it your way. today, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed. If you're here today, you would say, I just need to ask Jesus... To come into my heart. Maybe for the first time. Maybe you're here today and you've heard this. And you're like, man, I really need that. I'll tell you, it starts with with you saying yes to Jesus. And what He will do is take your sin and replace it with righteousness. Because Jesus took care of your sin on the cross. And paid the price for your sin. And He had to do that. Because the wages of sin is death. But the, the gift of eternal life is true life with Him. And if you're here today and you've been away or maybe you've never asked Jesus, I want to pray for you and I want to say this prayer together. And if you pray this prayer, I want you to fill out that card in front of you that says, I've asked Jesus into my life and we have a Bible for you. We have things in the back that we're going to help you as you walk out of this lobby today. We're going to give you resources and walk this life with you. So we're going to pray this prayer together. As a church family, repeat after me. Heavenly Father, Father, forgive me of all of my sins. sins. Make me new. I believe that Jesus died for me. I believe believe he rose again again. so I can live for you. you. Fill me with your spirit spirit. so I can serve you for the rest of my life. my My life is not my own. I give it to you. Thank you, for new life. Thank you for new life. And now you have mine. You have mine. Jesus' name. Jesus. I want to pray for you, those of you in your marriages right now that have had difficulties. That you've been fighting in ways that, that are harmful to, to your relationships, to your children. I want to pray that, that God, you would allow the Lord to come in and be figures in all of those issues. And that today, God would instill in you a heart of restoration. That He would instill in you an attitude of of coming to your spouse and in those relationships of, God, I need you to help me fight right. And I know all of us can do this today. We all need this prayer that says, God, be the Lord of my relationship. Help me, guide me, direct me. Bring life where where there seems to be no life pour your goodness and grace out into to these people, to the church. And so let me just pray. Dear God, Lord, as these couples are here today, Jesus, I pray that you would infuse excitement into their relationships. That you would infuse an attitude that says, I'm willing to work on this. And God, we're submitted to you and what you have for us. Lord, help these couples. Help the, the, these single people that are that are learning and growing how to live and have healthy relationships. God, I pray that from this day forward, we would fight fair that we would fight right, that we would fight with a new heart and a new attitude and a new willingness to say yes to Jesus and no to everything else that's in the way, Lord. And Jesus, if there are relationships in here that are headed in the wrong direction, God, bring, illuminate their lives to see what they don't see, to bring this restoration about by by your hand, which is the only person that can really bring life to our lives. Lord, we will commit today that we'll pray together every day. But Jesus, that we're going to fight fair. We're going to do this the way you would have us do it. I thank you, Lord, for what you've done today in this place. God, we honor you and we love you. In Jesus' name, everybody say And that's all we have for this week. Love God, love your spouse, and we'll see you next week.